Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, Craig, we are back here on the Ohioan. Um, I'm not a huge baseball guy today, and which is fine. And I'm getting too old to make fun of people if they don't like exactly what I like. We tease Craig. Uh, Craig's here with us, and Craig's watched a lot of baseball. So it's fine. It's a very gentle teasing. But hey, if you honestly, my opinion, you know, we got to tease each other somehow. But Hey, if you like baseball, you like baseball. I mean, I like stuff that other people don't like. Hey, you know, <laughs> live and let live. It's fine. Um, but, you know, when I love baseball, Craig, um, I would follow Pete Rose. Now, I got to be honest, uh, Pete was at the end of his career as I was <laughs> starting, as I was a young guy. So I, I remember watching all of Pete Rose, and Pete Rose was kind of an older guy. But he was definitely a notable guy. Um, played with the Reds. Phillies, Expos. I mean, it was just a, a big performer. And then, you know, we had Randy Ludlow on about a week or so ago. And Randy was talking about he was part of a journalism team that really covered the end of Pete Rose when uh, he admitted gambling on baseball. And Pete Rose was turning 80 yesterday. Well, oh, well, P- Pete's 80 this week. Let's put it that way. Um, man, time's flying, Craig. I know Pete was kind of a older player when you were a young kid, but man, man, our our heroes are all getting old. Yeah. It's always kind of a a jarring experience sometimes when you see these, these larger than life sports figures pass away or get older and age and not either look the same that they once did when you saw them on the ball field or just uh, sort of become a more of a shell of them of themselves. And, you know, obviously Pete Rose has, you know, one of the things about him, though, is he stayed sort of in the public eye for so many years that you kind of have seen him age rather than just being one of those cases where, well, we haven't seen Pete in 15, 20 years. Let's, what's he up to now? Well, now he's completely different than what you remember him. But I think Pete's kind of been, you know, every year you kind of go back and, you know, he talks about the Hall of Fame or he signs, you know, baseballs at the Hall of Fame, whatever it may be. And, you know, you kind of get a chance to see what he looks like and see how he is health-wise and, you know, maybe he's a little bit different case than some other players where it's a shock and awe when you see them for the first time in a decade or two. Well, interesting news. Um, this is an inquire. Obviously, they've been big in the uh, just in the coverage of Pete from his <clears throat> career to the sad end. Because in case you don't know, um, he Pete managed, and there's times when he was a player manager, which you know it's happened throughout sport, but 
you don't see a lot of player managers anymore. You don't, you really see a lot of player managers even when it happened. But Pete was a player manager for the Reds, and he got barred from baseball. He got barred from the Hall of Fame when he admitted to betting on games that he was involved in. And um, well, well, I guess that was the question, right? Uh, there was some question on was he betting on games he was involved in, or was he just betting on other baseball games, right? Right, yeah. Um, and I think that's what what Pete kind of questioned. I think Pete wasn't admitting to betting on games he was managing. I think he was more saying, hey, I was betting on some other games. And I think that's where the argument kind of came in for, where if she, he should be involved with the Hall of Fame or not. Um, it's interesting. You know, Pete turns 80, obviously a momentous time. Uh, since the Inquirer was able to do some stories about him. And actually, there was... A, they call it media availability, so I'm not sure if it was a one-on-one interview, but um, Pete was available, uh, probably a Zoom call with COVID, where some reporters got a chance to talk to him. Well, why he talked to the media was, uh, get this, Craig, he announced he's going to provide exclusive daily baseball picks for subscribers on an online sports gambling site. Now, you gotta, now it sounds like, whoa, what's going on here? But Sport is in a different place. I mean, back in the 80s, my goodness, if you were gambling, you know, uh, it was horrible. If you were a fan or if you were a, um, you know, player manager or whatever the case might be. But it's changed now. I mean, a lot of sports has embraced gambling. Uh, you look at the Indians. If you want to watch the Indians now, you're watching them on Bally Sport. <laughs> I mean, a casino right. has bought the gaming rights for the sports network. Yeah. Um. I Thursday this week, um, from what I understand, um, you know, ESPN does a lot of the NBA coverage. Um, there's a game between Brooklyn and Philadelphia. Where on ESPN, you can watch a game like normal, you know, just the normal broadcast and uh, analysis and everything. ESPN two, they're actually having a gambling broadcast where the broadcast is more based on what things you can gamble on. You know, where are the lines, how to realign, and everything else. <clears throat> Right. I, and man, Craig, even five, ten years ago, we would have never thought this day was going to happen. So that's what I'm trying to scratch my head about. I mean, I think even in today's rules, you can't bet on your own games. As a manager, as a player, even if you're a trainer, or even if you're the bat, ball boy or bat boy or whatever, you can't bet on your own games. There's an advantage that's just not fair that you can do. But it's weird. And I'm imagining as a player, baseball doesn't want you betting on other games too or managers, whatever the case might be. I I kind of rethink this whole Pete thing because if he – I don't think he should be in the Hall of Fame if he's bet as a player or a manager, but it kind of seems contradictory now when baseball is embracing gambling in, in itself. I mean, I know it was a different time, but it, it's kind of odd. Yeah, you know, and I guess as you know, to, to sort of put a bow on Pete Rose's involvement, you know, it, it's believed that he only bet while being a manager of the Reds. Um, which did they ever say he did they ever accuse him of betting on Reds games or well, he admitted he bet on the Reds as a manager. Oh, okay, um, okay. Now, his his quote that he's given, I think he gave one, I, I looked, I looked up and I believe in like 2007, he told ESPN he bet on his team every night. But 
he never really said like he bet against them. He just said he bet on his team every night because he loved his team and he loved his players and all that good stuff. Now, I find it hard to believe that in a game of baseball where you can lose 60 times and still make the playoffs and be one of the best teams in the world. So my thought process is there's had to have been a couple of nights where he bet saying, look, we're going to get beat tonight because we're facing whoever. And right. or maybe we have someone on the mound that we just don't trust. That's the way baseball works. You're going to lose a few games here and there. It's just the way it is. So I find it hard to believe that he didn't bet against the Reds in a negative way. I can't imagine he bet them, you know, bet them to go 162 and 0. But as a player, it looks like he didn't bet on them. So I guess when you're talking about should Pete Rose be in the Hall of Fame, probably maybe should as a player, not as a manager, because he didn't do anything good as a manager anyway. But as a player, he played the game the right way, and you know, he certainly has earned his right as a player to be in the Hall of Fame. But you're right; you know, we're giving we're going down a, a strange sort of slippery slope here, where betting has become more a part of society. I mean, how many times when it's Super Bowl week do we talk about you know prop bets, like what the heads are, you know, if it's going to be heads or tails, or how long uh you know the national anthem is going to go, or you know, who's going to be the first person to have a penalty thrown, you know, a penalty flag thrown against them. So betting has become such a huge part of our of our lives. But I guess the assumption is, is that no players or coaches get involved in said betting. And I don't I don't believe that. I honestly do not believe that because there's got to be some sort of an enticement, whether it's maybe them directly betting or someone in, you know, direct, you know, indirectly betting for them. But I, I find it hard to believe that of all the sports out there that not one single player has placed a bet in their game or any other game going on. So I think we're kind of promoting this. Let's, you know, you can you can bet on games. Now, I think if we found out that, uh, you know, LeBron James bet on the Lakers every night, we'd probably pause a little bit. But the encouragement to, for everybody else to, to bet has, has certainly become – you know, commonplace, and it's going to continue to come become commonplace. And I've watched some of the Bally sports coverage of teams, and they mention, you know, betting. They have a, you know, sort of a package dedicated to, you know, lines of, you know, what the what the, the score lines are and, you know, who's favored in a game and stuff like that. And ESPN even has, you know, a new a betting show that they have on ESPN Plus that they'll sometimes, you know, share on ESPN networks that yeah. – talk about betting lines and who who a certain person believes, you know, uh, you know, they should bet on it that given night if you're looking to bet. So everybody's sort of embraced it. I'm not saying that we should embrace Pete Rose because everybody's embracing betting now. But, you know, it, it just makes you wonder, though, if maybe we should. Well, and I wonder, too, and, and help me out a little bit because I'm – as I flubbed the Pete Rose thing, I'm, I'm not up on sports gambling a little bit. But, you know, 20 years ago, there used to be these point-shaving scandals. And what that would mean is, say, like the Lakers are favored to beat the Cavs by nine and a half. So if you bet money for the Lakers, you're saying the Lakers need to win by 10 points or more. Right. And if you bet money on the Cavs, you're saying – well, if the Cavs win, you win, or if the Lakers win by less than nine points, you win. So the point shaving would be if you go to somebody for Lakers and say, okay, keep screwing up, you can win the game, but you can't win the game by more than nine points. 
So right. there have been times in the past, and I hate picking the Lakers just for example, but there have been times in the past where guys would intentionally goof up when the team would still win the game, but they would flub up on purpose. That way, you know, they keep the betters happy, and they would get paid by it. And if they don't do it, sometimes their lives got threatened. It, it was crazy. Right. Well, I wonder that's wrong. And obviously that should not be promoted at all, or, or that shouldn't be okay. What's the difference, though, where, you know, we talk about beat writers. Like, we have beat writers that cover our professional teams and college teams and everybody else. You talk about that slippery slope. Well, what's that slippery slope if, let's say, they hire Craig to say, hey, you're covering the Lakers. Now, you're not a point-shaving guy. You're not threatening LeBron if he doesn't win a game or whatever. But what if you're inside the locker room, you make relationships with your players, and, and you say, hey – Give information for us. And and we know it already happens, but why wouldn't betters do that more and more and more where some of your assembled media are, are just people who are, you know, you're trying to build a relationship with LeBron where you sit there and say, hey, LeBron, hey, hey, tell me how the other guys are feeling tonight and everything. So it may not be stuff that goes on the website in terms of like a story, but or, or what would stop gamblers from going to a player and saying, look, you don't have to – shave or point shave or do anything else like that. But could you email us each night? Hey, are the players feeling okay? Did they go out too late? Right. Um, is is the star of the team tired or, or what else the case might be? I mean, how do you legislate that? And, or do you legislate that? Is that another perk that player <clears throat> get? You know, I don't know. Well, yeah, it's funny you bring that point up because I, I kind of think of it well, as, you, as you were saying that, I was kind of thinking about how the NFL works when – you know, each week you have to release an injury summary report on injured players and their practice availability and, and what right. they've done at practice. I, you know, you used to kind of think that that was done in the fairness of the game, but then you kind of started wondering why, why is, why does that matter? You know, other than for betting campuses, yeah, right. because if the new England Patriots had Tom Brady, when they had Tom Brady and he was playing, odds are they'd be favored. If Tom Brady was hurt, you didn't know it, they wouldn't be favored likely, or their their point spread would drop drastically, and maybe they'd be favored by a point or two or three instead of seven or ten. Right. So I got I got to thinking, like, these, these injury reports are not for the sake of schematical issues between NFL teams or being able to make sure you're ready and prepared for Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or whoever it may be. It's more about gambling. It's it really truly is because you know there's a lot at stake with money and now that we've embraced gambling sort of in, in sports and, and many states are going to legalize gambling, you know that's that's the reason why these injury reports exist in my opinion. I don't think you know if I'm the New England Patriots, they've always been kind of close to the chest with 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 everything that they've done injury wise and just say oh they've got a knee or they've got a this or that. So, you know, Bill Belichick's always been very calm about talking about injuries, not wanting to release too much. But, you know, they've gotten, people have gotten fined over the years for not releasing injury reports. And you wonder why. It's like, what is, it, what is the difference if there's a schematical uh, advantage for not playing or for playing someone? That's their prerogative, you know. That'd be like saying that it's unfair for you to have better coaches than another team because it's going to give you an unfair advantage to win. I mean, that's the equivalent of this injury thing, so it's got to be for gambling. 
So how do we set the rules then? Because, I mean, we can talk about the Reds because that's for Pete Rose manage, but this could go for baseball, football, hockey, whatever. I mean, it, it's rules you can manage for all sports. So in our 2021 gambling where we're supposedly embracing gambling, you know, with everything we're seeing, okay, you can't bet on your own game, right? I mean, that should be a rule. Right. I mean, now I don't know if that's what's going happen, but I, I think that, that's pretty much common sense. Um, so, if you're a player, should that, and that probably would be for also a team employee, right? I would think so. I mean, because... So, so, if you worked on the, if you got that PR job for the Reds, or if you're the Reds social media manager, you shouldn't bet on your own team, correct? I would think that you wouldn't be encouraged to, at the very least. Maybe it's not discouraged, though. I don't know. Well, I think I guess the point I'm trying to make for all this is, if we're kind of embracing gambling as sport, let's make sure these rules are very, very set. Because right. say you're the uh, beer now. Now, granted, if you're the beer guy at Reds game, you, you you may not necessarily be working for Reds. You could be working for a third party. You know, we right. talked recently about that with Kroger. But if you're at all affiliated with the team. And, and, you know, you might say, well, it's not that big of a deal. Those guys aren't getting paid that much. Well, well, here's where the challenge comes. Okay, if I'm the parking lot attendant for a Reds team, I may not know a lot about the players, but, you know, I know, like, I'll see the players driving in. And stuff. And you might see something. You might hear something. I'm right. hearing there's all kinds of rumors. So I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is, Lex, and it's not up to you and me. We're not getting paid for doing this. But what I'm saying is, I think we need to set clear-cut rules for what you can and can't do. I mean, if you're an employee of a team, you're allowed to bet. And here's the other thing would be is how do you set up – because it's happening now. It it has to be happening now. Is gamblers allowed to contact players or team employees? Because, again, if I'm a gambler or if I'm a casino – because these casinos have to set their lines – you know, why their lines are accurate sometimes because they're getting this information. So it's happening if we like it or not. But how do we set up rules to say if you're a gambler or if you're a casino operator or, or if you're the guy at the casino that sets the line, are you allowed to contact people? Are you allowed to contact players? Are you allowed to contact employees? Are you, I'm, I mean, yeah, they're doing their research, but how close of a research that you can do? Because if you're contacting players, hey, if I'm if I get a relationship with the superstar of the team, the player has got to be getting something from me if they're giving me all this information. Right. You know, I, I can't just email LeBron tonight and say, hey, LeBron, tell me about the Lakers. I mean, LeBron's going to be like, uh, you remember the media? And if I'm not, well, why should I talk to you? Well, hey, here's some money for you. You know what I mean? So right. and, and we got to set up these rules because if we're not, we're going to get into real bad, bad stuff down the road. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I don't know if it's possible, honestly, to set you know specific guidelines because, like you said, it could be something as simple as the parking attendant or the stadium or the or, you know the events manager overheard someone saying that they were out late too you know out, out too late last night and little little kind of nuanced things like that can impact whether or not someone wins a game you know and sports are so unique that anything could happen on any given night unless the players are specifically trying to lose in a, like a point shaving scandal. So it's even, it's harder because, you know, 
you don't you don't you never know when someone's going to have an off night in the NBA, and it might just be because they had an off night in the NBA because it's hard to be consistent all the time. So well, let's make it really real. Um, yeah, you might say, hey, if you're a star of a team, you don't need the extra ten thousand for giving tips. What about reporters? I, I mean, hey, you know, sometimes professional sports beat writers get paid maybe a little bit more than us, but they're not getting paid six figures. Right. I mean. At least most of the ones I know are getting paid six figures. Well, how do you do that? Because, again, and I'm not saying people are taking money under the table, but, you know, that's a fine line. Because, hey, if you cover the team, you might know more. Right. And I know Gannett has some very clear ethics rules. I'm sure Gannett wouldn't like that if that comes out. But, you know, Gannett does own every paper in the world. So how – do you do that? I mean, there's a fine line, and Craig, there's a million ethics questions come up that I'm not sure if any of us have tackled yet. So it's an interesting debate. That's that's for sure. I, we started talking about Pete Rose, and now we're talking about sports in general with gambling. So it's it's a very unique situation that we live in now. Well, and that's why it's become relevant. I mean, I know there's a lot of Pete Rose fans that are they get uptight and upset about that stuff, but right. it's relevant today because of that reason. So. Yeah. I'm looking at the time. We need to get to our next segment. But, um, you know, thank you for checking the Highland Lesson. What do you think about this? Are you a Pete Rose fan? Or are you not? And what? where should sports gambling go um, in the future? Let us know, and I'm sure we'll talk about this more in the future. Uh, as of the moment, Ohio has not legalized sports gambling. It may change. Some people are looking to change that, too. So we'll talk about it as time goes on. Thanks for checking out the Highland. Have a great day.